to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old School, we are back. The new school way with my main man, Rico. You know, uh, Rico, man, I didn't even get to officially uh, tell you congrats on the promotion. You know what I mean? Well-deserved and, and all that. Thank you, sir. But also, Rico, I, I, I see what you did, man. I see what you're doing, man. So I told you, I, I said that we we're going to talk about the Knicks coming out of the break. And then you came back with one of the best beats that you were in the lab that you made, man. I see what you're doing, man. You guys, now I see Rico. You, you're trying to go to superhero <laughs> status and have your own theme music, okay? I know you. I know you're big in the gaming. I know you. Obviously, we know you can do stuff in the studio. But now I see, you know, you trying to really show some uh, DJ skills. So it's necessary. Well, well, man, a man versed in many many things is always a a good person to know. But Back to the real deal, Rico. We're going to talk about your Knicks against the Cavs. And here's the way I see it. Then I want to get your perspective. First, no, I want to get – I'm going to give you my perspective. Then we're going to go to Bach. Then we're going to go to you. I think it's going to be a, one of the – I think the, the most the most interesting series is um, Golden State, Sacramento. Secondly, Knicks against Cleveland. And here's why. You got Brunson and Randall, and the way the Knicks have kind of – morphed into more of a team with the addition of him, right? And and everybody looked at when they got when he got that big contract and everybody knew essentially at the end of the playoffs that he probably was going to New York, right? Mm-hmm. But they were like, is he worth it? Well, I, I, I'd like to say he is worth it. And then on the other side, Spider Man, Mitchell, who had been you know, according to Stephen A. Smith and me, me and you have been on the radio and off air talking about he should be at the Knicks. Dolan didn't want to, you know, pull the trigger. Then he was going. Then he wasn't coming. Then he was coming. Ended up in Cleveland. He's been one of the most prolific scorers this year. But Cleveland, with Garland and him, and those two twin towers and the athletic ability of that whole roster, with him being the leader, the bell cow, right? Seems like should be a lot better than they are, especially in the East. But they've been tremendously inconsistent. Um, I'm not really sure who's going to win this series because Julius Randle is playing like he did when he needed that contract in, in, in the playoff time. When he's going downhill and hitting that 18-footer and the occasional three to go with Brunson and the host of other guys that they drafted started to kind of, you know, uh, come to fruition, New York's going to be hard to, hard to beat, especially at home. What are your thoughts, Fox? Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think this is going to be one of the better series. I can't wait for for it to start. Uh, this game start uh, tipping off at five o'clock uh, tomorrow as the NBA playoffs really get underway. You've got your your teams fighting for the eight seed tonight, but then we've got our first round matchup starting tomorrow. Um, I, I, I kind of see it like you do. Know, I mean, I like I like you know I like Cleveland's depth here. I think Mitchell's kind of got um, you know an extra chip on his shoulder from from all the the New York Knicks rumors in the offseason. A guy that's averaged about twenty eight points, and one of those guys. I mean, there, you know, there's a few of them in this league. Uh, Clay Thompson comes to mind. They just could could go off for like seventy uh, at any given time. So uh, you got to watch out for him taking over a game. I just kind of like their depth though. Yeah, Mobley is 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 really uh, taking over and, and being one of the better defenders in the league. 
Um, Karis Levert, I think, is, is always a, a spark plug yep. uh, that you can go to. Uh, and I've always been a Ricky Rubio guy. I'm going way down the bitch. I like Ricky Rubio. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. You would be a Rubio fan. Ricky, Ricky Rubio was having an all-star year. Remember then he blew out his ACL and then they got rid of him too quick. I guarantee the Timberwolves since they've had so much turnover, which they still had breaking room, bro, but they continue, box. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, well, they came back. They had a uh, – it's kind of funny. They had an exhibition game here in Lincoln one time, and I was the only one standing up cheering for Ricky Rubio. But uh, I'll stay a fan with him. I like uh, pass for his point guards. Wasn't but, that when Fred was the head coach for Chicago? That might have been. Uh, I don't think that was – no, that – I mean, that was a different game. They had a different exhibition. Well, okay, but okay. I think they did come in with Fred uh, and Doug McDermott uh, with uh, Chicago. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nebraska's had some cool uh, exhibition games. Hopefully they get back to that. But, uh, yeah, I, no, ultimately, I, I think it's a close series, uh, unfortunately, for uh, Rico over here. I don't think the Knicks uh, last out, get out of that one. I, I'd go with probably Cleveland and six. I don't believe you. Yeah, I agree with you right there. I, you know, I don't want to, you know, look, Rico, you know, I'm not trying to make his Friday any, you know, any worse, you know, <laughs> bad because, you know, you're all, he's been on the radio long. He's got some stamina. He's already showed it that, like, if, Rico, if we need Rico to do re, do radio from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., he's shown that he has the championship mentality to do it. But I think Spider Mitchell, the depth, and look, you talked about Mobley, the guy that's actually really doing, that's going to just set it off. Is Allen mm. kind of like the the unsung hero? He's a shot blocker, and that you they can change their lineups with two seven footers with Mobley with the ability to play out on the perimeter, and Spider Mitchell has the ability to go down in the post. So uh, I'm gonna pick Cleveland, but I wouldn't be surprised the Knicks went the Knicks win in not in six but in five, mm. just based on the playoff experience of Randall and Brunson. Now we come to what Rico thinks because he's the ultimate Knicks fan. Now, first off, Nixon six. Just getting that out of the way. Nixon six. That's happening. Um, Jalen Brunson coming off of his injury through the past couple of weeks, he hasn't played. The Knicks haven't really missed a beat. They went with Emmanuel quickly, who should win six man of the year. I don't care what Greg Anthony says. He should win six man of the year, despite his starts for the Knicks, because he has proven to be a terrific sixth man, able to step in and start at a moment's notice, uh, averaging, I think somewhere around 16, but he's blown up for 20, 30 plus points in, in, in a couple of games to end this season. RJ Barrett, unfortunately has been kind of a, a disappointment this season, but I'm hoping he can step it up in these playoffs. He's a great defender, or at least he can be. Um, and he, he's shown the ability to hit those threes. Julius Randall, like you, you said playing like he he's in a contract year this year he deferred to Jalen Brunson as he should have and we saw how great those two can be uh teamed up together uh Julius Randle even when Jalen Brunson went down went back to his number one self when he was playing for that contract and has shown the ability to still go and get his and be that number one option I think I think um with Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert, I think those two uh, kind of cancel out Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. The the matchup that I'm really looking forward to and what's really going to determine this, this series to me is that big man matchup in the middle. Jared Allen and Mitchell Robinson. 
Neither one of them are prolific scorers. Neither one of them are going to get the ball, you know, handed down to them in the post and let them go to work. But both of them are supreme shot blockers, supreme rebounders, and it's really going to go- come down to who's going to be able to grab the most rebounds, who's going to be able to alter shots, even if they don't get their hands on the blocks, who's going to be able to alter the guard shots because you know Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson are going to be driving to the hoop and trying to get those buckets. So those centers are going to be supreme in in determining how this game is going to go. I I the Knicks bench, I'm going to take them every day over the Cavaliers bench, and that's not even me being a fan. I just think that um, with the players that they have coming off the bench, Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly, uh, for the most part, that they have a, a supremely talented bench that I put up against any bench in the league. And with Jalen Brunson running the show back from injury, Julius Randle, Eyeing a return for game one. He's coming off of an injured ankle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eyeing a return for yep. game one. If he's able to go, uh, I I really, really think the Knicks have a really good chance to take this series. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven, but for my own sanity, I, Knicks in six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was, hey, Bach, was there ever any question that Rico was going to take the Knicks? No, he'll. I was expecting Rico with all the. But the intel that he said that the Knicks were going to sweep him. No, that's I mean, not going to happen. I'm a, little dis- I'm a little disappointed that Rico says Knicks in six, even though it's catchy, and possibly seven, man. I, I, I mean, that's not the Rico that I know, because I know if it comes to New England Patriots, he's saying he's going to beat the Bills 21 nothing every one time. 100%. But the next game, that we're, the, the next game I want your guys' opinion on is the, is the two games tonight, right? Which, you know, I think is a little bit of interest, especially the 6 o'clock game, the Chicago Bulls against the Miami Heat. The Heat, you know, obviously, the mo- like, I, like, like I say about Mr. Go 30, the moment was too big. They doo-doo down their legs, but now they get a second chance, right, um, because they got shellacked by the Atlanta Hawks, but they get to play the Chicago Bulls, the same Chicago Bulls team that was on the road against the Toronto Raptors, down by 17. They inserted DeMar DeRozan's daughter, to put some sort of hex on Toronto and, and had them shoot less than 50% at, from the free throw line, a la kind of Nebraska sometimes, you know, uh, the Huskers men's basketball team. But if you look at the way the Heat played last game versus the way Chicago played essentially the second half, you know, just for a play-in game, you would think that Chicago would be the favorite. They're not afraid to go on the road. They're going down to Miami. The game's at Miami. Miami's favored by five points. That's essentially, um, a, you know, a pick them in NBA games. So I think I'm going to go with the Heat. I'm going to go with Jimmy Bucket. I'm going to go with with, with uh, the Miami Heat and the culture, Kyle Lowry, um, Bam. I think, I, you know, Tyler Hero, I just look at him. I just think it's going to be a little bit too much for the Bulls. Uh, but I'm, I would not be surprised. But my pick is going to be the Heat. And I think the Heat is going to win by four, not five. But, uh, you know, there's some sort of, you know, a little bit of my brain saying, you know what, DeMar DeRozan is going to show up Jimmy Bucket. Both of them are mid-range assassins. And then you have Levine, where if he gets hot, he, he's kind of – he's not clay and spider level, but he can bust you for 40, as we saw last game, in a blink of an eye. But I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. Eric Spolster is still one of my favorite coaches of all time, especially now in present-day NBA. What's your guys' thoughts on this game? Uh, Timberwolves and, the, and or not Timberwolves, but the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. My brain is saying Heat. Uh, my heart is saying both teams lose. Um, but <laughs> I think I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but I, I the Bulls won the season series three nothing over the Miami Heat. 
Uh, and DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, have, have, DeMar DeRozan is just something else, just a mid-range assassin. But him and Jimmy Butler is going to be a really fun matchup. Um, I, I think the Bulls kind of riding high after that win. Miami, fresh off of a loss uh, for that seven seed, they're going to want to get some get back and get back into the playoffs and take that eight seed. But I just think Chicago, with the way that they've been playing lately, um, if it comes down to a close game, I think I'm going to end up taking Chicago, but if Miami gets a big lead and is able to hold on to it, it, the only way Miami wins is in a blowout. If it's a close game, I'm taking the Bulls. Mm. Yeah, I like the Heat here. I mean, they've they've got the roster that they should be better than they are. Obviously, um, the the Kyle Lowry experiment experiment hasn't worked out the way that they wanted to. Uh, Victor Oladipo is probably not going to get back to where he was early in his career. But they've they've still they're still so deep. Um, I just I I it, it, it I don't know how they're underperformed as much as they have. Um, you've got to think tonight's is is it is it def- basically a game seven. Obviously, the season's on the line for both of them. You're going to get their best shot. Maybe that was missing from the other night, but. Um, for me, um, I, I really think the Heat can can make this thing interesting. If they win tonight, um, that is not who the Bucks wanted to see in the first round. Uh, the Bulls, I don't think, can push the Bucks too much. I think you're talking about close to a sweep there. Uh, but if the Heat can make it through, um, they've certainly got to find. I mean, they've got to get going on the right gear. But I mean, they've got the makings. We've seen it before to make a run. I don't want any. If, if I'm anybody, I don't want any part of the Heat um, in the in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So I, I know there's going to be a lot of teams hoping that the Heat don't win tonight, but uh, I'm, I'll, I'll let it be known. I'm a Celtics fan, uh, so the, I, I fear mostly the deer. I fear the Bucks. Um, so I would love to see them get a challenge from the Heat in the first round. So I think Miami's going to get it done. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Heat is, you know, I, I, one thing about the Heat, I love their, their you know, their program and their obviously, um, franchise. It just seems like they have to work so hard to win, and I think losing in the bubble and the high expectations the next year, I don't think they ever recovered from that. You know, losing to, you know, obviously LeBron and all that, I think they just never recovered from it. I think they expended so much energy, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. I don't think they ever recovered because they haven't. And then a couple guys regressed. you got to think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, you couldn't tell the difference between either one of them because they were lighting you up like a Christmas tree from three. Duncan Robinson... Is like third. He, he's not, sometimes he's a healthy scratch, and so yeah. I think the Heat, you know, will win. I think the Bucks actually run through them, uh, especially with Middleton coming back. But the next game that we're going to go and move on to is the Timberwolves against OKC, right? Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert, I call him the French Connection, is back. I was with Carl Anthony Town, my man Ant Man Edwards, who I think really probably choked in his big first big playoff game. I think playing against LeBron, a different type of LeBron and Lakers, and Anthony Davis that he saw in the regular season. But I think he he's the type of player to learn from it. I predict he's going to go off tonight. I think they beat OKC by 12 points. I know everybody's going to think it's an upset, but I'm going with my Timberwolves. I think, look, Rudy Gobert has something to prove. This is the second time that he's been somewhat of a knucklehead as far as in an organization. The Timberwolves gave up a boatload for him. I don't know why, but they did. He, he has some pride about himself. He hasn't performed well in the playoffs. He actually matches up well, decently good against OKC and their their good players as far as defending the pick and roll. I'm picking the Timberwolves tonight. They come together. They actually play well. They win by 12. What do you guys think? This one is. I think this is going to be one of the more fun games uh, of these these early play in games, just because Oklahoma City. You saw it against New Orleans. They played 
48 minutes, I believe, without a center on the court. Jonas Valanciunas lit him up like a Christmas tree, as you like to say. Uh, didn't take a single shot in the third quarter. I still think that's why New Orleans lost. But Oklahoma City, with their young core, is so much fun to watch, and they're going to put up so many points. Um, I think they're going to be able to push Minnesota and keep it close. But if they do that same thing and don't play without – or if they play without a center – it's going to be really hard for them to stop Rudy Gobert, even though he has a limited offensive arsenal. Just the fact that he's so much bigger than everybody else, I think that lob threat is going to be there. He'll be able to back people down, dunk it, finish really close to the rim. Um, Oklahoma City is going to have to hit a lot of shots, and I don't see Lou Dort, the the defensive mastermind that he is, going off for, uh, I think he hit like four or five threes in their game against New Orleans. I don't see that happening again. He'll have to be a defensive stopper against Ant-Man. Um, but I, I think it's going to be too much uh, of a big man problem with Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. I got Minnesota winning this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with you guys, too. I think the difference here, I mean, these uh, very young team with Oklahoma City um, and, and we'll see. I, I think they got a very bright future ahead for their franchise. But uh, I like Mike Conley kind of being the difference in this game. This guy that's very much battle tested in the playoffs, hit some big three um free throws there at the end uh, to, to force the game into overtime against the Lakers uh, and was just on fire. I don't know if he can go. I think he was like six of seven from beyond the arc in that game. I don't know if he can do that again, uh, but I like his steady leadership to help lead this team. And I just don't think you're going to get back-to-back awful for performances from Ann Edwards. So that along with Rudy Gobert. Now pay close attention to Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson and see if they're getting along <laughs> on the court. Uh, but uh, outside of them imploding, I think they, they should have the, the talent edge tonight. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how Rudy Gobert approaches this game, how the Timberwolves play him. Um, I do think it was a little bit of a distraction when they played on the road, but they had a lead. They had control of the game. I think they just have a lack of experience on closing games out. And uh, without Ant-Man playing at a at a all-star level to close the game out against a team like the Lakers with LeBron, they knew they, they needed that game to get some rest. Uh, the Timberwolves, uh, you know, let themselves down. But I think with Rudy Gobert coming back, um, I think they, you know, if they were, if I was coaching them, I would, you know, implore them to try to pound the boards inside, get them in foul trouble, kind of make it an ugly game, which then will allow um, Anthony Edwards to really get out on the break you know, you know, off a of transition, off of, you know, uh, each of the rebounds and get some easy buckets and uh, work on uh, closing out a game. Because I think the, if you even look back to the Timberwolves last year in the playoff series against Memphis, they found ways to give, ways, give games back. They had double-digit leads in two games with 20 points or more leads, um, you know, in, those, in, two, in three of the losses. So they had double-digit leads or higher. In, in three of the losses, they end up losing four to one. So I think that, you know, for them to take the next step, uh, they need to mature a little bit. And uh, that's going to come from Carl Anthony Towns, who's the, one of the elder statements, statements besides um, Rudy Gobert and their highest paid player and supposedly their best player in Anthony Edwards, uh, who's still a young budding star. So it'll be interesting to see what these two teams and Eric come out tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm actually getting home right now to uh, be able to watch them. So, uh, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come uh, at the bottom of the hour and send everybody off into the weekend. So it's the new old school on uh, 93 the Ticket, Rico, Fox, and Jay Foreman. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 